Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 19. And if I were to give this a title, it would be God has a plan for the worst day. God has a plan for the worst day. Imagine one day you are walking down the road and you see someone who is in trouble. There's a situation going on where one person is fighting another person. And, you know, you you know the phrase for evil to triumph, all that needs to happen is for good men to do nothing. So you decide you want to go and you want to break up this feud. You want to break up what's going on. So you go over there and you try to separate the two. And as you do that, you try to push them apart from one another. And as you push them apart, one of them takes two steps back, but the other one trips. And when they trip, they fall. And when they fall, they tragically die. Can you imagine a worse day? I can think of many on that level, but worse than unintentionally killing someone that you didn't even know. It's a horrible, horrible day. Well, in mob rule, you would immediately be put to death. But God is a God of justice. And that even on the worst day, God has a plan for you on how to help you and how to help those who are also hurting because of what happened. And that's what we're going to get into today. God's plan on the worst day of your life. Before we get into that, as always, if you like what we're doing here, if you're watching on the YouTubes, so make sure you like, share, and subscribing. I'd love for you to share it on social media just to get the word out that there's a group of crazy folks, man, that are, that are realizing the more we dig, the more we find, and we're just diving into God's word one chapter at a time. And if you're listening on the podcast, I'd love for you to do the same thing. Take the podcast and share it and so we can get the word out. And also on our Facebook group, you can go to Bible Breakdown Discussion and just talk about what God's word is doing and how we're processing through God's word together. And to kind of catch you up on where we are, Moses, the greatest leader to ever live outside of Jesus, is writing a series of sermons. He is establishing the second law. That's what Deuteronomy means. It's a great Greek word that means second law. He's establishing this law so that the nation of Israel can go into the promised land and thrive there. And really, if you were to sum it up into two words, he would say trust and obey. That's what you got to do. God is trustworthy. God knows what he's doing. (laughs) So do those two things and you're going to be just fine. And so what he did several chapters ago is he started off with his foundation after telling the history of the nation is he sets the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And then on top of that, he just keeps adding layer after layer after layer. And so once you have that foundation, you keep adding and this is how you're going to thrive in this new reality. Because you got to think for 40 years, been wandering around a wilderness as nomads and they've been eating free food. Well, where they're going to be going, they're going to be dividing up land. They're going to have to be farmers now. They're going to have to be herdsmen now. They got to do all these different things, and they need to know how to do it. Well, one of the things is, what do you do when you have the worst day imaginable? What do you do if you kill someone on accident? What happens if someone in your family dies, and now you want revenge, and you know it's not right? You heard the story, and you know it was an accident, but I don't care. That was my brother. That was my sister. That was my uncle. I want vengeance. Well, what do you do? Well, one of the things that God said you do is you set up these cities of refuge. Also, God is completely against mob rule, which means whatever everybody wants to do is what we're going to do. God ain't about that. 
He's about justice. He says there does need to be punishment for the crime, but the correct punishment for the correct crime. And so what God's saying is when you get into that land, the worst day is going to happen. That's a wonderful lesson for us. Even when God answers your prayer, it doesn't mean that everything's always going to be perfect. There's always going to be bad days. And the presence of a storm is not necessarily the absence of God. It's just sometimes bad things happen to good people as part of the human experience in this fallen world. So what do you do? God's going to set up cities of refuge. So if you have your NLT Bible open with me to Deuteronomy chapter 19, to start reading about what God says to do on the worst day imaginable. He says this in verse 1. When the Lord your God destroys the nations whose land he is giving you, you will take over their land and settle in the towns and homes. Then you must set apart three cities of refuge in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Survey the territory and divide the land the Lord your God is giving you into three districts, with one of these cities in each district. Then anyone who has killed someone can flee to one of these cities for refuge and safety. If someone kills another person unintentionally, without previous hostility, the slayer may flee to any of these cities to live in safety. For example, suppose someone goes into the forest with a neighbor to cut wood. And suppose one of them swings an axe to chop down a tree and the axe flies off the handle, killing the other person. In such cases, the slayer may flee to one of the cities of refuge to live in safety. If the distance to the nearest city of refuge is too far, an enraged avenger might be able to chase down and kill the person who caused the death. Then the slayer would die unfairly since he had never shown hostility toward a person who died. That is why I am commanding you to set three cities of refuge aside. If the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he swore to your ancestors and gives you all the land he promised them, you must designate three additional cities of refuge. He will give you this land if you are careful to obey all the commands I have given you, if you always love the Lord your God and walk in his ways. That way you will prevent the death of the innocent in the land the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession. You will not be held responsible for the death of innocent people. But suppose someone is hostile toward a neighbor and deliberately ambushes and murders him and then flees to one of the cities of refuge. In that case, the elders of the murderer's hometown must send agents to the city of refuge to bring him back and hand him over to the dead person's avenger to be put to death. Do not feel sorry for that murderer. Purge from Israel the guilt of murdering innocent people. Then all will go well with you. So what God is saying is, is that when the worst day happens, give them a chance to get away. Not only that, but give them a chance to get away with to other people who will understand. That's one of the things I love about this is he's saying all of you guys can come together because now you have a shared struggle. You have a shared brokenness and you can help one another. Then he says this in verse 14. When you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you as your special possession, you must never steal anyone's land by moving the boundary markers your ancestors set up to mark their property. You must not convict anyone of a crime on the testimony of only one witness. The facts of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a malicious witness comes forward and accuses someone of a crime, then both the accuser and the accused must appear before the Lord by coming to the priest and the judges in the office at the time. The judges must investigate the case thoroughly, and if the accuser has brought false charges against his fellow Israelite, you must impose on the accuser 
the sentence he intended for the other person. In this way, you will purge such evil from among you, and the rest of the people will hear about it and be afraid to do such an evil thing. You must show no pity for the guilty. Your rule of life, your rule should be a life for a life, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. And so what God is saying is, is he's saying, in the land I am going to give you, in the promise, the the fulfilled promise to your ancestors, you're going to have bad days. When you have bad days, I have a plan for that too. And the plan is for you to be safe. Now, if you're guilty, judgment will come. But if you are innocent, mercy is there for you. And then he finishes by saying, in the kingdom of God, there is no mob rule, which is the mob makes the rule, right? But instead, there is order and there is justice because God is a just God, and he will punish the guilty, but he will not punish the innocent. I think that's powerful for us today to realize that even in a season of blessing, there's going to be bad days. And if we're not careful, what we can do sometimes is we can think a bad day equals a bad life. And that's not true. But some days, the absolute worst happens, something we would have never wished on anybody else. The storm settles over us. Can I tell you? That if you're going through that season right now, even on your worst day, God has not forgotten you. That God actually has a plan for you. And he has a plan to deliver you. So trust the Lord in all things. Let me pray for us today. We'll be done. Father, thank you so much that you are the same God on the best day and on the worst day. And God, I pray for anybody who is listening to this today. And they're going through unimaginable difficulties. God, I don't have to know what it is because you already do. I pray you will fill them with a sense of joy and that even right now they will feel a sense of refuge right now, that in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God, maybe they've never done anything so horrible as what we read about, but maybe they've just gone through a season where they feel like that everyone has turned their back on them. Help them to realize that in you we have refuge. Your Bible, your word says that the righteous can run to you and they are safe. I pray they will feel that today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Don't forget, Deuteronomy chapter 30 says, Today, I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. My prayer today is that you would choose life. I'll see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 20.